Hi, this is Will. And this is Jay. Welcome to our podcast, Not, not Just, just sports. sports. Just two bros sitting down talking about everything, not just sports. On this series, we'll be taking you with us on the trios and spills, highs and lows, disappointments and excitements at the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar. And of course, they can only be one winner. So as you say in Niger, breakfast will reach everybody. episode of the world cup series on your favorite podcast not just sports with will and jay i'm will i'm jay nice to have you guys with us again uh so yeah we are in the knockout stages and we've we've already seen two teams progress to the quarterfinals the netherlands and argentina and we're just going to talk about the game for yesterday we're going to talk about our predictions how that fared for us and we're going to talk about the pictures of today and what to expect. So let's kick off. Jay, Oof. yesterday, yesterday, I mean, we, we wanted we wanted Argentina to win. So that's one side. Yeah. But then the Netherlands, USA, you know, we had a bit of back and forth containing this game. Yeah. So let's, what, what did you think about the match and the results? I felt like I, I was good to go with the pressure I went with. Um, okay. The 2 2 draw was a seeming possibility. And as the match went on, um, I think the United States, they actually showed the reason why they end their rights to play in the round of 16. Okay. Um, we, we all know how this game is and it's, it's, it's very, very cruel. Yeah, when you're that good, you should not actually try and, and like lean off in any single moment because your opponent is also that good. And once you make any mistake like that, you get punished. And I think that's what was the side factor in the Netherlands-USA game. Um, if they didn't slack off and um leave them freeze that's with that amount of space yeah at that point in time i felt like they would have actually gotten a, a goal towards the end of the game but the goal from Dumfries actually killed it out um netherlands they actually impressed uh the goals they scored um i think what i can say is when you're playing against when you're playing against an opponent right it's best to see the opponent's weak point and they, they went after the first goal came in and they saw that okay this was a weak point for the americans that cut back yeah they used it again and it happened effectively for them i actually happened against the run of play towards the end of the first half right yeah when um the united states were totally dominant on on the um the dutch but as I say, they looked for the weakness, they saw the weakness, and then they contemplated on that and got themselves a two-goal two lead. Yeah, okay, so it's... I, I'm, go, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to say that you were right in like the sense of how USA will come to play, because they came to play with a very high intensity. But yeah, credit to the Netherlands for soaking up that pressure and then, like you said, exploiting the weakness of the United States because if you, if you take a look at the stats, you know, we see uh, we see the USA, you know, we see the USA with 17 shots total in the game and yeah. we see Netherlands with 11, then shots on target, we see 6 and we see Netherlands having, um, we see USA having 8. So like, if we also take a look at possession, passes and all of that, we see that the USA actually dominated this game. But then, like you said, weaknesses were exploited and they considered 
Big ups to um, Dumfries. He had to assist because yeah, he had to add to and one goal. goal. Yeah, but funny enough, I think the man of the match. I think it was him. Then I think it was closely to, um, behind him was Daily Blaine because he had an assist and yeah, that's crazy. He like how, right. he had a goal. Yeah, yes, he had a goal. He scored the second goal. Yeah, how is it that um, you lose to what to fullbacks? <laughs> basically, first we came from the Dumfries assist to the pie. Yeah, that was clinical. Second goal came against run of play from Dumfries again, the, the fullback again. Yeah, to uh, the blind, the fullback, and then the last goal came from the blind to Dump. Like it was just, it's, it's basically the same goal. Repeated, repeated, yeah. repeated. That kind of thing. Yeah. And um, the, the Americans were they actually they're actually lucky because their um, their clear cut chances were not converted. It's yeah. actually a would I say a shocker that actually entered because that goal, believe me. And it was a goal from a substitute. Like they brought the guy up from like yeah. the bench. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see yeah, he was lucky to have the goal because that flick was I, that was not planned. That was not planned, and it yeah. showed the whole defense that it wasn't planned because both the defenders, both the goalkeeper, no, and Dumfries actually almost got it out. Yeah, he yeah, yeah, that's out. true. Yeah, like he really had a very good game yesterday. Um, unlike his first few games where he was trying to like get his feet and all, but um, I think right now he has gotten his feet and he has showed the reason why um Van Gaal has actually given him that role to play. So yeah, Netherlands through to the semi um, to the quarterfinals after the win against United States. Hey, twenty twenty six is still there for them. As they, say, I, they posted it right. Yeah, they, they, their players will still be very very young and well experienced. Experienced by, by that, that time. time. Yeah, so so they still have enough time to like prepare. They should just keep on the good work and see them then. All right, so we move on to Argentina, Australia. One last time, um, it's football, not soccer. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, you know that that was trending on Twitter because like after the after the loss, everybody was like, "Hey, you see, it's football, football not soccer." Like, definitely, <laughs> Australia and US they kicked out kicked out the one goal. Uh, yeah, it's also the second game, right? Yeah. The Argentina, Argentina, Australia. Australia. Mm. Take away from this match, I a lot, but you know we we'll try to. Okay, let's take a, let's take um, the positives from the Australians. Yeah. First of all, okay. Um, they showed the attitude to compete. Um, definitely, definitely. They showed the reason why they came this far. They showed the reason why they progressed from their group. Yeah. And we all know that when you're playing against Argentina, um, they are not an easy team to play against because yeah. they seem easy to play against in in the, in the aspect of okay, they really don't have those world class players in their teams, right? Yeah. At all at all parts of the game, like when you look at um, the likes of France and Brazil, but they are a team that. Um, they have that different that difference maker, and that difference maker is 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 enough to to see them go to where they are right now. Because definitely, we all know that yeah. definitely um, Lionel Messi from from um, Argentina, and they won't be where they are. And it's crazy, right? Because despite the fact that Messi played, we saw what he did in the game. But for the first half, before the goal came in, Australia actually held him. Yeah, like, they actually yeah, held yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, they actually did. Um, just uh, like almost a ten minutes uh, interval where they kept on holding the ball, passing it within their centre backs. Like they just kept on dominating and making sure that the Argentines didn't have the ball. Yeah. And um, for someone that they actually, I saw them scoring the game, right? Yeah. But I didn't think they were actually hold that amount of possession that they did at that point in time. Uh, so I really say that yes, they impressed, and for their fans that were 
up at night watching them play <laughs> against the university. I think they actually should uh, desire to play. No, see, so like, like what, like the, um, I think it was Peter Drury said yesterday that you know they came, they came this far, and they probably have a lot of memories because yeah, uh, making it, making it out of the group stage, and then playing a team like Argentina I and holding, it. holding them, you know, to like close margins, you know, yeah. not conceding as much as many people would have I expected, expected. and the World Cup even, even yeah, teams. even even at the end stages, you know, putting up that fight and almost equalizing once or twice. It's like getting the equalizer and yeah. moving this to the to yeah. like extra time, no, like, bro. We really say Australia really played well. Like not as in taking nothing away from Argentina's performance. Yeah, I felt like the best, the better team on the pitch, the better team on the pitch was Australia, but they did not have Lionel Messi, and that was the deciding <laughs> factor. Well, like I, I feel I've, like you, like you said, they didn't have Lionel Messi, yeah. But you can also like credit. Martinez in goal, you can credit it too much, you know, because at some point in the pitch, we had three Martinez on yes. the pitch. We can credit two of them. <laughs> we can credit two because, firstly, that that run by, um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name, but there was a run by that um, Australian player. Yeah, that's that, he, that even Peter Drew had to say, like, this is messy, you know, this is messy kind of yeah. play. And he walked through the Argentine defense, got into the box. Like cuts, he, he you, you guess. So like he had this clear scoring opportunity. He moved and through around four players. Yeah, and he actually put himself in a very good position, position to, to score. score. And at that point, like that's when you say at the last second. The last second, bro. Sandro Martinez, Martinez was there. Like, like that, that, was... that, that was for one point. In, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, she said there are three Martinez in the pitch. Um, yeah. the Australians were happy that one was on the pitch. <laughs> But they were not happy that the other two because <laughs> honestly, I felt like Latin Martinez was like a 12th um, Australian player. <laughs> definitely, he came to that match to make sure that uh, my you know, grace for the end. You know, you know, when, 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 like I was on Twitter, when they made the Julian Alvarez, so one Australian fan on Twitter was like, like after a few minutes of watching Martin play, one Australian fan was like, ah, the um, Scaloni just did them a favor <laughs> by removing Julian Alvarez. Because uh, when, when we were talking about the game, right, now, I was saying um, how it ended, like and the close margin two one. Yeah, we should to remember. To, we should remember that okay, the chance that Alvarez scored, right? Yeah. Um, Australia also had a chance two, two, yeah, two or three two, times. Two or three times, yeah. Um, first was from uh, I made the mistake where he gave yeah, the back pass. Yeah. To, uh, Martinez, and then the second time was when Martinez wasting time with the, on the ball. Yeah, and they and actually was, lose a, yeah, collecting him ball from him. Yeah. So um, we have to actually take time and actually give credit to um Alvarez because we we saw that many many strikers will have that opportunity or might not, but simply that he took his chance. It was like it's something something happened in the split second. It's not something you think about. Yeah, it's like instinctive, like this killer thing that um strikers should be born with, right? Yeah. Like he saw the chance, it was like a half second, but he took it, and his um would I what would I call him? His successor came on to <laughs> and showed us that okay, things that we call easier aren't really that easy. Really easy. Yeah, yeah no, because he came on and he had was a chance, like he had like chance. If he had scored the first to go, I'm hundred percent sure that he would have been on a hat trick. Definitely. What's the essay? And okay, but then, then, to the wall. <laughs> I feel like he, he, he's trying. He's trying to show us that Lukaku is not really that bad. No. <laughs>
Eh, buat apa yang beli di Nintendo Milan, bro? Dia mad for right lah, dia mad, dia mad missing for. It's so bad, like it's really bad. What can I say? Uh, it played, it played to the Australians, and then, yeah, what can uh, man of the match is always um, Lionel Messi. Uh, I think we really don't need to say anything about Messi. Uh, nah, we don't. Everyone is giving plaudits for his, for him to have like a million tweets yesterday. Uh, just talking about him, we know we know how crazy yesterday definitely, was. Definitely, definitely. Uh, he wrote back the years because many many times they had to actually remind us that this guy was thirty five. Like, he, I mean, he was playing with the likes of Alvarez as well, twenty one, twenty two, and he was like more agile than him. We were talking about him walking on the pitch. Jeez, like why would you walk on the pitch? Like, and and it's it's actually not a new thing. We, we know that haters, haters have found um, <laughs> that as a as a as a margin for them to criticize Why? him, right? And it makes no sense. Actually, hit on Messi, but if he hit on Messi, on the beach. Hit on, hit on football. <laughs> it makes no sense. And yesterday we saw it again. Like he walks, not because of he is like too lazy to chase the ball, yeah. right? Think about this. There are eleven players on the pitch, right? And. This guy is a difference maker. You don't need to put anything by him. Yeah. He's a difference maker in the aspect of ball progression, in the aspect of the passes made, in the aspect of clinical shots. Yeah. Yeah. To go, right? This guy is a difference maker, right? Definitely. And he doesn't want to burn his energy because he knows that he's in his team. His yeah. team is the better team. Yeah, he's straight. And yeah. he just needs the ball to fit. And once that ball is to his feet, at that point in time, <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy because he creates he creates so many options. I told you yesterday that yeah. whenever Messi doesn't make a pass, that's the wrong that's the wrong decision. Yeah, because he knows that it is not like that pass should not be made when he shoots most times. Let's say okay, let me, let me say hundred. Let's say when Messi shoots ninety nine point nine percent of that time. A player should shoot when he passes that's what should happen like this guy he detects football he tells us what not to do and what to do and i feel like if any player should actually if musiala should actually take his time and look at what messi does yeah man that guy is going to be a beast because you know messi <laughs> I we're looking forward to seeing um Ronaldo play, right? Yeah, we are. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what's running for ninety minutes on the pitch. Can you do? Maybe not, not the four point six rating again. So, so, like, what what do you think? What do you think about like Scaloni's set of substitutions? Because I know the first the first moment when he made that Lisandro Martinez substitution, I was in my mind. I was like. What what's what's going on? You're winning. I think they were two one or I think they were two nil up at yeah. that time. And uh, are you know are you not supposed to maybe like bring in someone to increase your attacking options and maybe extend your lead to like three? Why bringing on a defender at that point in time? But then I think Lisandro Martinez proved why why they should have brought him on yeah. later in the game. I, I felt like. Um... The same point of view from you, like, um, there's nothing of going defensive, right? Yeah. But as Tommy commented at that point, and I, I actually changed my mind, and I was like, um, their last two games, they wanted to nil. Mm-hmm. In the World Cup, you don't need to score seven goals. Definitely, right? definitely. Score, you just need to win your game. Yeah. Like, at two nil up, at the time, in a very, very comfortable position to see how that Until game. that own goal happens. At that point in time, right, the only the only person in the world cares about playing for Argentina against the Messi, and that's because <laughs> he, he wants to win the playoff tournament, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but despite that, right, and that's what I like about Lionel Messi, he knows that um, he's on course to win the Golden Boots. He knows that he's on course to win the playoff tournament, right? But that doesn't get to his head, right? Yeah. 
All those times he created for Lampard, he would have he would have, have um, tried shooting, but he didn't. So um, and when I saw Nelson uh, Martinez coming on, we know you know he's the ball progressor, he's a defender that carries the ball. Yeah, he has the yeah. pass on his leg. So I didn't really see it as a very very defensive option, option right? Okay. And as you said, towards the end and uh, towards the end of the game, we saw him show the reason why he was still on the pitch. Yeah, not from the offensive point. Yeah, but from the offensive point. point yeah. And that was to me that was actually the reason why um, Australia uh, did not win, win that, that game match. because if they had scored that opportunity, the fire that would have been born in them, I'm not sure that um, Argentina can actually as in quell it. But I think the wrong place where Scaloni went was the, the in substitution right. Yeah, was that of Lataro. But I feel I felt like this was a deciding factor in the aspect of. He wanted to tell the world, okay, this is the reason why I'm not going to pick Lataro again. <laughs> yes, because we all know that Dybala in that position will score. Definitely. We have seen Dybala's goals in a row. Like, definitely. And I mean, he was warming up, and I felt like this we're guy... We're going to see him come on in this fact. Exactly. But I guess when the game came to one, it, uh, there was no need of bringing up an attacker yeah, again. Yeah. They would like to see out the game. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing Dybala start in the next game. Maybe not stars, maybe coming as well. So I, I credit Scaloni for taking Di Maria off and resting him. Yeah, it looked like Di Maria was having fun on the he bench. Was, he, was, he, was, he was not worried. <laughs> like that's what I love to see. That's, that's what I love to see, right? Um, and that's the thing. That's the issue with all. Uh, let's say um, Ronaldo and all those players of that kind of caliber. Some of some of them didn't actually realize that. Okay, sometimes it's it's what is best for the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that you should be looking for. That should be looking right? for, yeah. Um, we know that Di Maria has not been top form in the World Cup. We know that Messi has been top form in the World Cup, right? Yeah. And then they rested Di Maria. So resting Di Maria now, he could have actually complained because this was a very, very important match. Yeah. Right? This Every match is going to be very, very, very important. Very important for, right? yeah, yeah. From here on, um, henceforth. And he wasn't included. He wasn't even brought into the game. And he was not worried. He was happy, right? So, as long uh, as his team won, yeah. Exactly. That's, 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 that's I think that's the difference between um, Argentina and Portugal. Portugal. Certain players in Portugal will want to play and be the deciding factor, but certain players are just playing because they want to give their all. And if they are on the bench, take, they take, take for instance, the poor bro. Seven. Like, the poor was. You know, there's this thing you always say he's, he's everywhere, he's everywhere, he's nowhere, but like. He's, he's everywhere. Like, <laughs> You, you look at his position, he's not there. Yes. And then the ball is here, and then you see him there. So, like, like the, when you the, the second goal, the second goal, what was he doing there? He's the reason for the second <laughs> goal. Like, I'm he, saying, like, what, what was he in the number good. nine that's position? Like, like, what was he doing people, there? I feel like many people really don't get what uh, Rodrigo de Paul is playing <laughs> for, for Argentina. And that's the confusion because when you come into this game, you're like, ah, Messi. Di Maria, Alvarez, like those are the, those are the focal points. Yes. Okay, we are seeing someone come from from Mitch, we're looking at Bacalista. Yeah. That's not kind of thing. But no yes, one the, ever thinks about Rodrigo De Paul. And I think he's there. <laughs> like, how did you leave the centre midfield position, CMDM position you are playing, CM, and hit the goalkeeper that led to the goal? See, uh, Rodrigo De Paul, uh, the first game of the World Cup, I didn't, he didn't impress me. I think because I didn't understand what he was doing yeah, for Argentina. In that in that game, he was still everywhere. Yes, but yeah, we didn't really don't, get. Yeah, we didn't really understand. Why he was there. Yeah, we didn't really understand. We felt like he didn't know his position. To yeah, play. but now we have seen someone that we're seeing a team that is playing two players on free roll. 
and that's yes crazy. exactly it looks like he has a few same with messi yes and, and, he, and, and, some, and sometimes alvarez too because yeah. like like he drops crazy. back he drops sometimes you see him in the midfield sometimes you see him on the wing sometimes you see him in that top nine and position. no one is complaining because they know that this is what you're supposed to do <laughs> See, um, Scaloni, I don't know what tactic you're using. Um, we can uh, that's really, that's really, that's really say the 4-3-3, three, but it's too it's free. <laughs> I would love to see it against the Netherlands and see whether they will still um, maintain that fluidity yeah. or whether they will be more of a rigid um, gameplay. Um, but for now, it's working. So why do I think how it was working? No, I think I think that's that, like in that first game. I think we didn't really see this because Lautaro Martinez started the first game. Yeah, I, think, I feel like there's a difference in how fluid the team is when, when Lautaro, Lautaro when Martinez and when Alvarez. So because like Alvarez is not is not like really a top, top nine. nine. Exactly. So you don't just like he's not just there. Like he's everywhere. So he's always involved in play so like everybody can switch you know especially when like the last match when Di Maria was on so like you see Di Maria on that wing you see Di Maria on the left on the right you see him so I feel the play is different when Lautaro Martinez is on and when um, uh, Alvarez is on yeah it's 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 really crazy that um, they're actually not playing with the nine yeah yeah the last two games they are not playing with the nine nine. they have played so comfortable uh, what can we say? Um, it's all to watch for in the quarterfinal that's mm. in five days time, Netherlands versus Argentina. But that brings us to today's game. Big shows. Ooh. <laughs> Second round knockout football. Let's go. Hey, we have mm, France, Poland by four, four o'clock, right? and England, Senegal by eight. I feel like today's games are kind of tricky, right? Um, when I say tricky in the sense that anything can actually happen. We know that um, France, they, I don't know, I don't know how to explain them, but they have this burst of energy, pace, creativity. They have everything. Yeah. To win the World Cup. Definitely. And as we Especially see, now that they've made it to the round of 16. Yes. And, and, and like, like what we created, what we created them for in the group stage was that they came into the World Cup with so many injuries, but those injuries helped them in the sense that they brought in a completely different squad yeah, and played and different kind of gameplay too. So they, they, they are, their opponent did not know what to match them up with. Yeah. You know, the reason why they lost their second game, their last game was called they played second level and stuff like that. But now we are back into the business stage mm-hmm. where every second counts for every Every play. goal counts, everything counts, every, everything counts. Poland played well. They were good defensively against Argentina. They tried not to concede before uh, finally missing Argentina. Yeah. And Chesney showed the world why. Super Nazis yeah. saved already. Like <laughs> if you say so, if you say it all, that's like a recording. Yeah. History, and that's that's crazy. But what can we say? We can always have we always have just wait and see and see what happens. It goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, for the front game, how are you seeing it? Mm, I'm I'm still seeing France win. Yeah, definitely. I'm seeing France win maybe uh, like three one. Like that that would be my correct score prediction for this game. Like three one France win. Okay. Definitely. You, you actually see Poland scoring. Yeah, I see Poland. I it might not be Lewandowski you, you get, but yeah. I, I feel I feel them getting a goal back. I feel oh. like I, I hope I was that um, positive with you. Right? <laughs> um, I've seen the France defense. Yeah. And those guys, they are, they are, they are rotating. They are rotating. It's, it's like there's no change. Yeah, Playing but, Pamecan, but you know, like Saliba, they play Australia, Australia got a goal against them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Australia. They, Australia. They, they can't compare the, France, <laughs> the French defense to to this team. 
to Argentine. Like uh, when they played against Australia, that was the beginning of the World Cup. Maybe yeah. really, really get, we're still getting into the team's tactics and stuff like yeah. that, right? And they were hundred percent attack. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. And to top everything off, Varan did not play. Mm. That true, was more Konate and um for Mekano on the biggest stage yeah. of their careers. Yeah. But right now I'm sure that the leadership of Varan is going to be there. Okay. Surprising. If you had asked me in 2016 about the leadership of Varan, I would I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you you're crazy because back then I, I took it that he was just uh let's say a shadow. He was of, just of, in real definitely, yeah. So but now the leadership of Varan is there and saying that um is pairing with maybe Pomecano or Konate or Saliba yeah. or the uh, the CC. Like they have a lot of options, right? True. And I don't, I don't think um, the Polish are going to have any single team. So they, they can go defense after that one having a shot of targets. I, I see that happening. Um, you go with the true one. I, I feel like a three nil is more, is more. Is, is, <laughs> is it more? Is, is it more I think you would actually breaking the the French highest goal scorer mm. record today. Hey. What can I say? How many goals do they have in the tournament so far? Two, yeah, or one? Yeah, he has, he has two from the first game. Mbappe has three, goal, yeah. yeah. So right now, mm. I'm saying... Um, you might see someone get four goals and break out of the three-goal margin. Yeah, it's not so Mbappe that can do that. Jiru uh, scoring two. Okay, Jiru scoring two. That can also happen. Yeah, Jiru can score two. Yeah. But it's, it's possible. You know, when, when you say train new, right? When yeah. you say train new, it always seems like, okay, uh, and there's a single in the game. Uh, it's the fourth I'm going to score, but look at Nindalan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all looking at Pugapo. Yes, and, and then what? It was the back by the Lindalan and, and um, Dom Price. Exactly. So um, I feel like uh, this game is going to be end to end. Um, it's a possibility that someone like Rabiu might actually score a header in the mm, game. Okay. But as we said, um, France, I see them scoring three and okay. not considering. All right. So your prediction three nil to France, mine three one. Yeah. All right. And all right. Yeah, yeah, you guys have come far enough. Let, let, <laughs> let us end this one here. And then now we go back to our English folks. Uh, as they always say, it's coming home. <laughs> you believe it or not, you just say it because like a mantra. We uh, just keep on repeating it. It's coming it's, home. It's coming home. We don't know what home means, but <laughs> it's coming home. England takes Senegal. How do you see that game? Champions of Africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm out there to represent <laughs> almost champions of Europe. So yeah, yeah almost know. almost champions of Europe. But yeah, champions of Africa and runners up of Europe. Yeah, this country is very tough. Like this is what this is why we leave for the world. Uh, let the best teams come to play. Okay, so Senegal, I mean it's 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 tricky like you say, you know. Definitely. It's tricky and I would just say I would just say I, I cannot fully write off Senegal. You get. I feel I feel they will come with some kind of energy into this game. Yeah, I feel like the you know the the way the World Cup has progressed so far it has told us that anything can happen. Anyone can anyone can pull off a shocker. Anyone can win it. So I feel they would come in with that mentality. You get. I feel they will come in with that mentality that okay yeah forget. The forget what has happened in the group stage leading up to here. Forget maybe the times we lost and the times we conceded. But this is a totally new game. It's a one-off game. Ninety minutes or probably ninety minutes plus extra time. We can actually do this. So I feel that I feel they'll come with that mentality and who knows they may get something out of it. Incredible, you go. Uh, 
Feel for the Nijuma to start, so yeah. Feel for the Nijuma to start, and yeah, regardless of all, regardless of all that, they are trying by just give about Senegal coming to fight, <laughs> coming to fight in this game. I see England qualifying. I see England qualifying, but this game feels something like a draw, ninety minutes. Okay. Yeah, it feels something like a draw. I might not go with that. I mean, I might not go with that option. Yeah, like a minute and a half between your dissecting the game and you're giving your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> the correct so you have that you have, you have, you have time space to pick it. All right, all right. No, so, uh, Senegal are going to try to score. They might get a goal. Um, but I, I think I'll just go with a comfortable 3-1 win again. Oof. Another 3-1 prediction. Yeah. But like, I'll go with a comfortable 3-1 win in favour of England. Okay, I wish I had the optimism towards the Africans. <laughs> I wish, I felt like um, USC, we know that the World Cup had a lot of problems, um, right? Yeah. Um, but I felt like uh, USC was the game where they told us, okay, no more shockers, we're back. We are back to the world, like we are back to show you exactly. these are the best. <laughs> so, um, as much as we would have hoped for dark horses, mm. I feel like this is not our world's cup. Okay, I feel like, um, every country that is not among the top dogs, yeah, is going to be knocked out. Okay, they have come farthest, yeah, they have come as far as they can. Yes, um, the only t- country now that we see maybe really pushing to reaching Morocco, that, not Morocco, Morocco will definitely go out. <laughs> that is that much obvious. Um, I, I'm actually looking at Japan, um, Japan, South Asia. Okay, actually going to be the factor that will actually bring out a team that is not really seen as. Uh, competitor, competitor yeah. right? And even if Croatia comes out of that, Croatia was a finalist in the last World Cup. So yeah, even still see them as a competitor. Yeah, understand. So, um, from what I'm saying, I I, I think it's going to be a humiliating defeat. Um, probably three or four. Ooh. Um, I'm, I'm still stuck with champions of Africa. A humiliating yes. defeat. That, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> like they don't they don't have what it takes to score England. Okay. Um, their greatest outlet is Ismail Assar. Yeah. And he's facing off Skywalker. <laughs> like we all know that not like not like um he doesn't have the skill set to actually uh, manhandle um Kaoka. True, but true, true. Kaoka is a very, very experienced defender, has a pace in him, and that's what Ismail Asa uses to his benefit. Yeah. Right. So uh, I feel like once you cut out that point of um, Senegal, they become toothless. Okay. If you are coming to and try against centre backs, unfortunately for you, England's centre backs are like their best performance in the team. In the team, yeah. Right. <laughs> so if you want to, and if you say you want to like maybe try and win them in the air, that's still up for the base because they actually they actually have the height and they are good in the air. Yeah. And we are not talking about you holding their defence. We saw what um, Cameroon went through to hold um, Anthony and Martinelli. <laughs> And now, yes, we understand that um, Saka and Foden, or Rashford and and Sterling, or Rashford and Foden, they are not as tenacious, tenacious as Brazil. Yeah, right? but they are still PC. Exactly, so. that's the thing. So whether you're having Rashford or Saka or Foden or Sterling, the danger is still there. And yeah, now there's a problem of Hurricane that's just that's just passing. He's just dropping crazy passes. Holding up defender, like creating spaces, creating. So you might you might need two centre backs to hold him, right? <laughs> uh, what's the last thing, right? Yeah. And, and who is the who is the centre back? <clears throat> Kulibali. 
<laughs> right? Well, their goalkeeper is Edward Mendy, and this is someone that, um, as good as he is, right? These people he's playing against scored him for fun. <laughs> yeah, Saka in Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah, and who? Harry Kane, Tottenham. Tottenham. That's the only person that we can say that okay, back then, and Chelsea actually kept them short. Short, yeah, 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 yeah. And on that to kill. So um, well, when I look at it, I don't think that um, Senegal will bring it to the game. They might be um, good defensively for a point. Yeah. But that individual brilliance from the forwards of um, the English forwards is actually going to be what's going to like tear them and show us that uh, that hole that will be exploited by the English. So yeah. Okay. Not to be cr- not to be crazy because it is like the round of 16 and yeah. I, i've gone for so many four nails in this world <laughs> uh i think I'll, I'll i'll repeat my my france game creation and <laughs> i'll go with three nil okay it's not looking crazy because yeah you're playing safe i'm playing safe also so <laughs> that, that's football that's football all right all right so we expect we expect goals this round of 16 for today's game, you expect goals. Yeah, three goals. It's not an easy feat. Surprisingly, in the World Cup. Yeah. It's easy, but it's not easy. It's easy to get, but it's not easy to get. So, mm, at the end of the day, we'll see how it plays out for both our predictions and the teams involved. We might see a shocker, or like you said, time for shocks are far gone. Yeah, time for shocks are far gone. This is going to. That's why when I look at the other side of the, of the, of the qualification group, right? Yeah. I'm like, sorry, the knockout phase. I'm like, man, you guys are in for it. Because <laughs> by the time France qualifies, England qualifies, France plays England. Right? Yeah. And then we see what again? We see um, Spain. Yeah, winning. Winning to, uh, to, Morocco to go up. Yeah. And Portugal playing against um, Switzerland. <laughs> and coming to my, so we are seeing Spain, Portugal. Yeah. Right? Seeing England, England, France. France. Over here, we're seeing Ooh. Netherlands. Argentina. Argentina and then probably by God's grace because I hope Brazil qualifies <laughs> Brazil Croatia or oh, Brazil yeah Brazil Croatia most likely I, I, I'll, I'll like Japan to qualify yes but, but <laughs> I, feel, I feel like um, Japan will not <clears throat> prove a test for Brazil okay I don't want Brazil to find it easy, easy going to, going so you don't yeah, have that, yeah. that, uh, that mentality of complacency yeah feeling yeah. like okay things are, are going to be easy, easy for us now I feel yeah. like that's, that's the good aspect of Argentina facing it and language they're not really facing any dog team yeah that's uh, actually can match them blue for blue yeah so um looking at all those um I think uh Croatia might actually just be the only team that will qualify and feel like okay lesser team to others Okay, well, we hope to see goals. We hope to see our teams, the teams that we want, qualify to the um, make it to the quarterfinals. Man, intense. This 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 is the moment of the World Cup that we have been building up to. You know, this round of sixteen moments and how everything all leads up to the finals. So, thank you guys for listening in on today's episode. It's the World Cup series on your favorite podcast, not just sports. We will enjoy. We'll see you guys next time. You enjoyed the podcast you just listened to. If you did, tap the follow button and turn on notifications so you don't miss out on any of our episodes. See ya.